The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. Really excited for this episode to highlight the Seeking Peer Outreach Program up the Central Wisconsin campus. Meg Lieb is our special guest. Meg is a fourth year medical student currently applying to plastic surgery residency programs. She's a student representative on the Suicide Prevention Council and has spearheaded the development and launch of the council's inaugural initiative, Seeking Peer Outreach, as a pilot program on the Central Wisconsin campus. Due to the success of the pilot, SPO is now in the works to be launched enterprise-wide. I hope that you all enjoy this episode. Be well. Hello everyone, just one quick note before we dive in. The sound quality is a little off on this episode as Meg so generously tuned in while she's on an away rotation, so she is actually in the hospital while recording this episode. So the quality is a little off, you might hear some background noise. Please hang in there, we so appreciate Meg and her passion for this SPO program and willingness to tune in from anywhere that she is. We appreciate you as our listeners, thank Thanks. Thank you so much, Meg, for being here today to come on Well, Well, Well and talk about the amazing Seeking Peer Outreach program. We'll get started with the usual icebreaker, which is what is one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently? So I think in good fall fashion, I've been doing a little bit more knitting lately. I've been knitting a blanket. Um, instead of yeah nice little fall activity oh amazing is the blanket for anyone um in particular um I'm actually a good question I'm not sure well maybe I well I'm actually making it as like a a wedding gift for my future hubby so, oh, but hopefully nice. he never listens to this until afterward <laughs> <laughs> right we've spoiled the surprise <laughs> very cool so what like what colors are it like how are you so I started making I actually realized that after I got going on it that it's actually Packers colors but it's oh, like fun. a pastel version so it's, it's like a soft like green and um like burnt yellow and then gray and, and cream oh, and that was totally on accident I'm like well good thing you're from Wisconsin <laughs> yes right <laughs> that sh- it's on brand it's on brand <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, I do not knit, but I have friends who do, and sometimes I'm sitting with them as they're knitting, and it does seem to me like it would be a very, like, zen activity, yeah, like, very it relaxing. Is, it is. I So for this one, too, though, it's, like, I'm doing one of, you know, like, the, like, old, like, like the cords, like, kind of those, is it Norwegian, or is it, mm. um, like, Scottish, maybe, mm-hmm. where it's, like, the twisties? Sure, sure, yeah. And so that takes, like, a lot more, like, brain effort than... Um, uh, when it's more of a simple pattern, but sometimes I feel more stressful than Zen, but we'll just, sure. we'll, we'll pretend it's <laughs> Well, and there's output, right? At the end, yeah. you have something beautiful. So the effort is worth it, I'm sure, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've always been like a, I found that most of my crafts tend to be forms of like functional art. So that ends up being very fitting with very utilitarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. <laughs> um, so 
Meg is here today so graciously to come on and talk about the uh, suicide prevention program, Seeking Peer Outreach, which has been in the pilot stage at the Central Wisconsin campus for about a year and a half. Um, Meg, can you tell us about how SPO got started on the Central Wisconsin campus and kind of what motivated you? Yeah, so way back, um, my so I'm an M4 now, my M1 year, um, there was a student suicide that was the first one in 10 years and so kind of nationally our school hadn't put a lot of action into um, enriching the wellness on our campus and after that suicide it um, really launched uh, a whole bunch of actions but one of those things was the suicide prevention council um, and I was uh, the only student representative on this council when it first started and um, I was appointed by our, our campus dean at Central Wisconsin and because she knew about my own personal lived experience where when I was 17, I intervened to suicide and um, had done a lot of research in stress-related disorders. And so um, she thought I had the interest and the expertise to, to be on this council. And when I was first on that council, um, we started, you know, we started off by looking at like what are the risks that we want to address, and that was stigma and isolation. And we started looking at different programs around the country, trying to see what programs we could um, launch on at MCW. And after a while, I started to be like, well, there's different parts of each one that we like, but none of them are really the whole package. Um, and so I eventually stepped forward, and I was like, how about we make our own? And then simultaneously, I had had conversations with the Dean at Central Wisconsin, um, Dr. Dodson, who offered to um, fund uh, a program if we came up with one for to do a pilot program, super, super graciously. And so once I kind of came up with, I compiled all the aspects and kind of used some of my own <laughs> that I thought like might address the needs of, of uh, MCW community specifically, I presented to the Suicide Prevention Council and um, and it seemed like I'd, I'd over time got enough feedback and we really refined the whole vision of the of the program and um, that got approved for a pilot program. So we launched it within like a month. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... so now it's, yeah, now, sorry, now it's on its like second year of the pilot. Yeah, it was so amazing. I was in the Suicide Prevention Council meeting when you initially presented on the on the tiered approach program and it did I mean that pilot it moved fast which is so refreshing I think because I we know that these things can take so much time it was so refreshing to see it really get up and going and you were truly like the catalyst for the program which is so awesome. You should feel Thank a you. lot of pride with that. Yeah. And can it you tell was us? Very overwhelming because sure. it was also during step one dedicated. So oh, there's a lot. Going I on, remember. Really cool. Yes, yeah. I remember that too. Oh my gosh, you are great. You are brave. You are a brave soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you yeah. tell us more about what the elements are of SPO? Yeah. So I mean, that I can probably go on forever, but I think the the general structure of it's uh, a three tiered approach. So it, it follows a public health model, where the first tier. Um, includes everyone at MCW. And so um, one of the things that Dr. Kirshner and Dr. Learman um, and Dr. Cipriano all kind of vocalized that they wanted was was a program that serves everyone. Um, and, and well, let me back up a little bit. So in addressing um, isolation and stigma, 
we then were like, okay, what's the antidotes to those? And we came to normalize normalization and and isolate or and um, peer support. The antidote to stigma is um, normalization. The antidote to isolation is this peer support. So we're looking at peer support programs and then also uh, trainings. Uh, how can we care? Um, wellness training specifically to people in medical education. And so um, what Dr. Kushner and Dr. Learman, Dr. Cipriano all said they wanted was someone, something that served um, the entire community. So what I've always said since is, is from the dean to the janitors that everyone at MCW is a member of MCW network is, is involved and can be benefited by the program. Um, and so that's tier one. And so with tier one, we kind of have this general kind of more of a basic training and basic service. And so that is, is starting to um, educate on personal wellness, um, reaching out to your peers, kind of having accountability for, for your peers. And, you know, the ideas of strength and vulnerability. Um, Dr. Moser's brought in um, mindfulness, or mindfulness, self-compassion, all things that can kind of benefit these highly functioning people who have these unique stressors. Um, and then tier two. So yeah, so the, so the whole part, or I guess purpose of tier one is kind of this like overall culture change of, of everyone looking out for each other now. Um, and with tier two, so these are people who, anyone that expresses an interest, I think is really welcomed into this, this second tier. And they're kind of the peer supporters, peer support, and wellness agents almost. And so they go through additional training, they're equipped with resources. Um, they have, I've found that almost every single one has lived experience where they're really compassionate about these efforts and this mission. Um, and it's been surprisingly way more people than you would have anticipated. They also are uh, marked with some sort of, of swag or essentially the, the SPO logo um, in some form or other. Right now it's a pin um, that basically also can communicate to anyone else that they are a peer supporter. And so they're a safe, they're a designated safe person that anyone can go to in a time of, of need or just to sit down and talk. Um, everything would be confidential and um, and that they also have the resources that they can help with, with any of your needs. Um, and so other ways that we've marketed this is through email signatures, um, some of the faculty have it on doors and then we're trying to find other like swag for, for tier twos. And then tier three is our third party resources. So that's, um, let's say if there is a crisis or if there is someone that needs a referral to any sort of, of wellness resource, um, those are kind of considered in our tier three. Um, and so we're working on kind of doing that soft handoff between tier twos and tier threes. And so that is kind of the final component of a tier two training is, is when to do that soft handoff. When is when are these referrals needed? Um, and when does someone just need to talk to because they're having a bad day? And then the other aspect of the tier two is this active reach out um, and putting on wellness events, but then also really being in tune to people that may or may not be um, doing well. And so really having this like active, actively checking in on people. And then aside from the tier things is this other aspect is the logo. And so what we did with the logo is art everywhere they go, because what else goes with you everywhere is other than your ID badge, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, so make it, make it easy and make it normal, um, I think, is the most general components of 
It's, it's really great. It, it truly is like a wraparound program, right? Like you said, going from like the more systemic things, like trying to shift the culture and um, increase awareness, decrease stigma, things like that in the culture of, of medicine or, you know, pharmacy, grad school, uh, but then all the way down to individual support, you know, making sure people as individuals are getting the support they need. So it's really amazing. Oh, yeah. And that actually reminded me too, is then there's the whole other component, which is the small learning communities, which I think I, I mentioned, but um, then the tier two supporters as students, if you're a student, you also have the opportunity to be these these coaches and mentors for for students in lower classes. Um, and then also the idea that we've done at Central Wisconsin, which would be ideal is if we could make this aspect enterprise-wide is the fact that every, um, every small learning community has a student mentor a MD faculty member and a non-MD faculty member. Um, so really having kind of hitting on all aspects of, of kind of this academic future professional and then kind of right now in, in the trenches with you mentorship. Um, and that is also where we start those, those vulnerability uh, discussions. Asking people to exercise vulnerability with people that aren't necessarily their go-to people. Um, and so, mm-hmm. And so making it you know, taking it that step further and really making it maybe uncomfortable isn't the right word, but um, taking yourself out of out of your comfort box, I guess. Sure. Very cool. What have you what have you noticed most about the impact of SPO on on the central Wisconsin campus? Truthfully, it, it's like it's hard to describe um, explicitly, but it's like also kind of night and day. And so wow. um, I noticed it almost immediately with, with the M, well, with the class below, two below mine. So the first class that we started, started with, um, they were like almost immediately, like they are so open. (laughs) Um, Mm. where, so I think with, with my class, for instance, um, I I remember as an M1, there was a lot of kind of this, like, kind of like subtle competition, um, and one of my mentors, and that's actually one of the motivations for this is one of my mentors told me at one point, is like, it's not you versus your classmates in medical school. It's you and your classmates versus the content. And I kind of started getting really vocal about that. And, um, and in that, I started to realize that the more we banded together and really helped each other succeed, the more we all were, like, I guess, when we unite, we all sit much higher than if we're all trying to push each other down and one person being on top of that. Um, And so then I started kind of taking on on myself. I was like, I want to help these next students, especially in this new campus, be more successful myself. And and if I've done that, I know I did a good job. And so I got really active in, in wanting to help them and trying to pass off that culture. And so it almost seemed like, like there's this, sense of now with this first pilot class that it's like you know you want to do family med I want to do surgery we have different academic goals whatever you're however you're performing good for you I'll support you this whole journey is hard and we're here for each other and we're like vocal like they're so vocal about like being there for each other (laughs) I love that Um, yeah and so I think one of I think the most um, prominent example is there actually was a um a crisis. Um, there was an anonymous report, not to our anonymous report, but um, 
one of the other MCW NARS reports that um, there was high suspicion for it being um, someone on our campus. And I applaud um, Dean Dotson. She was the one that was notified. And so she actually sent just a very email saying one of you know our students is in need. Um, please like do whatever you can. And so SPO actually stepped in and said, hey, everyone, if you wouldn't like, so we kind of sent a follow-up and just said, take a moment to reach out and just, it doesn't matter if it's someone that you think it might be struggling or not, because you'd never know. Um, just reach out to, to your classmates and, and maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while. Um, and it was like, it was like the, my, my phone blew up. Every, like every student was super active about reaching out to everyone and like, have you heard from, have you heard from, have you heard from? And there was also an aspect of trying to like, don't let me know <laughs> also yeah. like trying to keep their, their privacy and their anonymity that has all been protected. Um, and it never really was, had become known. Wow. If, yeah. But so essentially the most that I know is that it did end up being a student on our campus and that, um, that action um, seemed to be um, something that was very helpful at campus wide. Cause I think it also reignited conversations with amongst each other of, of um, cause at Central Wisconsin, we all go out to our different clinical sites and that can be just so isolating cause you're all by yourself. There's no other residents, there's no other students. It's you and attending all day, every day. <laughs> um, right. And so you kind of lose that sense of camaraderie and so I think for some students it definitely <clears throat> reignited that a little bit and right. it was during step study time too so I I don't yeah I don't even know what um class the student was in so I think that's how good of a job that we did at being able to touch base with each other without having to you know know the right know the deeds which was really cool yeah, what a wonderful sense of community. And like you said, like that feeling of like truly taking care of one another, you know, and looking out for one another. I think that's like an amazing example of that. So bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we know rollout is planned or is in the process of being planned for the Milwaukee campus. We don't have specific dates to share or anything like that. And certainly eventually it will be rolled out on Green Bay campus, but our um, Comprehensive Injury Center, um, the Division of Suicide Prevention has a bunch of work groups together and we're working on, on how to roll this out on Milwaukee campus. You can imagine Central Wisconsin campus, slightly smaller student population, right? So <laughs> Milwaukee slightly. is yep, a, a bigger <laughs> fish. <laughs> um, but what what is a takeaway for listeners, Meg, regarding what you hope to accomplish with the SPO program? I have a lot of takeaways, but I think um, is is be open to it. Um, be open to supporting supporting your peers. Um, I think the whole the whole purpose behind um, SPO was trying to come up with something that actually was an actionable solution um, to this super complex problem, and not just a continued conversation about it. Um, and that I hope I hope it continues to be successful, and I hope that um, the other wellness initiatives that are already established and so so incredible can all kind of band together with SPO and really make it um, optimize, I guess, our resources that we have and and make it um, a, a really concerted effort and without um, pulling more time, I guess, away from from 
students and, and staff and faculty because I feel like the, the degree of being overworked can be just another contributing factor and I'd like to avoid that but right I mean, otherwise um I just hope for that it's so exciting it's it's a crazy yes. an international inquiry now on this program <gasps> because we after presenting it nationally and people are like what are you doing how are you doing this can you help me implement it and I'm like well let me do it at my own institution first but <laughs> <laughs> I can I'm more than happy to tell you about it Oh, how amazing. And I was just thinking how you were talking about, you know, what's already happening with wellness and how it can kind of all come together. I think with the 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 public health model of the three-tiered approach, you that seems very natural, right? Like that that we would be able to bring all of the wellness and all the different initiatives that are already happening kind of together with SPO and yeah. That would Beautiful. be incredible. Yeah, yeah getting everyone on the same page. Yeah. So how can students find more information or get involved? With um, approval for the program to go enterprise-wide, we also established an administrative home for it. So um, for Milwaukee, that person is Sarah Kolbeck. Um, and so I think we have her her contact information is linked. She's incredible. Um, she, yeah, I, I don't even have words to describe how incredible she is. She's also doing um, tier two recruiting right now. So if it's something you want to get more involved in, I would definitely reach out to her if you're, or if you want to know more about it. Um, otherwise I think my email address is also going to be linked. And so you can email me if you want to know more about it. And and I'll probably right away give you my phone number because I'm horrible email and I'd rather just talk to you. So (laughs) perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, I will have Megs and Sarah Colbeck. Sarah Colbeck is with the comprehensive injury center. So she's working hard on the Milwaukee launch. I will have both emails in the show notes. So thank you so much, Meg. I appreciate you. Meg is actually at the hospital right now (laughs) tuning in. Um, So you probably heard some background noise. Yes, (laughs) but that's just how like, I think passionate you are, Meg, about this program and getting the word out and just wanting people involved that you're taking 30 minutes of your extremely busy day to, <laughs> to sit down with me. And aren't you in like Baltimore right now? You're not even in Wisconsin. I am. <laughs> yes, I'm, I am. I'm in Baltimore. At an away rotation. So it's still more green here than, than red, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> and w- what's the temperature there today? Today is, is quite frigid at oh. a, a solid 55. Oh my goodness. How, how will you <laughs> yeah. ever survive it? <laughs> People are wearing like the, the mid Wisconsin, like midwinter Wisconsin puppies right now. And I'm like, this is such a, a different attitude on coldness. <laughs> yeah. You're like, let's go to the beach. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking, taking the time, Meg. It's like yeah. so amazing. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Well, Well, Well. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any thoughts or ideas for the podcast, or you might feel passionate about a wellness topic you'd love to chat about as a very special guest, never hesitate to reach out to me on my MCW email. I leave it in the show notes. And we want this podcast to really be meaningful and valuable to you, our listeners. Thanks, everyone, and be well.